program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true? From salt circles and iron horseshoes to urine-based potions, humans across the world have worked tirelessly to protect themselves from the forces of evil. In particular, curses. But, in perhaps another sign that we live in pre-apocalyptic times, a market for cursed things has sprung up on the internet, and business is good. We'll explore the curse market and all its amazing potential for supernatural chaos on today's show. But if buying and selling objects imbued with the darkest evil isn't your thing, we have great news to end on coming up later where we discuss the looming prospect of nuclear annihilation. It's sure to be a blast. All that plus the latest goings on in the world of conspiracy when we discuss that paranoid style. As always, I'm joined by Tiwi from her secret X-Files basement office in the UK. Tiwi, how is life? Uh, It's excellent. I love the UK. I love my office. As you should. It sounds, it sounds cozy. Yeah, and it plays that song. I can't do the X-Files song. No, you cannot. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it's pretty terrible, right? Uh, so anything new happened in your life, Tiwi, since we last recorded? You haven't been on the show for a minute. Oh, yeah. Let me think. Has anything happened? I finally caught the plague. Oh, that's right. You're not pure yeah, anymore. I'm not. Yeah. I'm a mudblood now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, I finally got it. And you know what's shocking is that of all of us, well, my child did pretty good, but I was like on par with him. And I think that's kind of impressive because as I believe I've stated, I'm immunocompromised and I was told that I would die a thousand deaths. So <laughs> <laughs> from the, uh, the, the group chat, it did mm-hmm. sound though that you, you were having a hard time. So I'm glad that you, uh, for 30 hours and then I was fine. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'll just say that, uh, that just shows that you're super weak because I mm-hmm. went to Roswell, New Mexico and recorded a bunch of, uh, uh, uh content mm-hmm. and, uh, it was just really up on my feet the entire time I had COVID. Oh. Um, so I'm just saying that like, you know, you're super weak. I mean, I was on my feet too. I walked to the urgent care. <laughs> <laughs> and then walked back to your bed and got under your blanket. Yeah, and then I was like, fuck this, because they told me I had to wait three hours. Which all, by the way, just uh, for folks who are listening to this, I'm sure this will still be accurate, but uh, a wave is a coming. Sure it is. Sure it is. It's called the Omega Strain, mm-hmm. and I've been telling you about it, about the Agenda 45, oh, and okay, yeah. how it's, a, <laughs> it, it, it's been part of the plan since they released it from Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, if you were vaccinated, welcome to your future as human cattle, and if you mm-hmm. were not vaccinated, I guess just wel- welcome to a, a gruesome death. So th- right. there's no winners. There's no winners in Agenda 45, except for the rich elites who will eventually control us uh, more than they do now. Great. That sounds really yeah. promising. It sounds like it a bright future. <laughs> I'm excited. And that means it's time for our favorite show. Last week in multiple choice. Here's how the show works. I will be asking you a series <laughs> of multiple choice questions about things that happened sometime before we started recording this episode. However, 
Whoever wins, wins. Whoever loses will be hunted by a chorus of bloodthirsty dogs. Let's get started. Question number one. This iconic paranormal entity was featured in which major newspaper? Oh, man. UFO's front page of the Washington Post. Not Deer, front page of Der Spiegel. Bigfoot, front page of the Wall Street Journal. Or Nessie, front page of The Guardian. Nessie, front page of The Guardian. Final answer? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Bigfoot on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Oh. The Wall Street Journal wrote about the rise in legitimate researchers from academics to naturalists who are open-minded skeptics or true believers in Sasquatch. Wonderfully, the Wall Street Journal created one of their iconic head-cut portraits, that is a combination of stipple and cross-hatching, of Patty, the female Bigfoot star of the 1967 Patterson-Gimlin footage that remains the best visual evidence of the ape-like cryptid. Mm. I've read a few books where they, they, they themselves, the people who are writing these books, are not Bigfoot people, but they're drawn into the Bigfoot sphere How? because there's so much because there's money to be made. Where like, is if this you, money? Where is this money? I mean, you ask them. If you, <laughs> I was just wondering, how do you do research on Bigfoot? Like, how do you get funding for that? I think it's actually simpler than you think because uh, one, I just you just my I, job. <laughs> I, if you're an author and you say, "Hey, I have an idea. I'm going to write a Bigfoot book," you get your advance. You go off into the wilderness mm-hmm. and you just hang out and search for Bigfoot. And guess what? If you get scared because you heard a weird noise or mm-hmm. a cougar mm-hmm. or, you know, in heat, yeah. you have your book. Um, <laughs> but most most books, like just kind of like UFO phenomenon, they rehash the history and lore of Bigfoot yeah. to a new audience, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. Like most UFO books are just rehashes of the entire UFO narrative. Um, some are in the lunatic fringe side, which are probably more fun. They're trying to chart new ground and they mm-hmm. they have their own theories, but those are usually typically uh, a little more hard to read. Cause I don't know. They're zany. They're zany, but they're fun reads. Okay. With that, moving on. The statements, tomato soup and I fear squirrels were part of a prank to trick what online group? Anti-vaccine Mormon truckers, occultists of discord, anti-CRT Facebook groups, or the Manosphere QAnon Baker's Army? Uh, I'm going to go with anti-CRT Facebook people. Final answer. Oh, God. <laughs> A Tumblr blogger called Will of the Witch posted how they created a social experiment in which they shared two fake magic symbols on non-Jewish occult Discord servers in response to how, quote-unquote, Jewish mysticism has been heavily fetishized and appropriated by the occult community at large. Hmm. So they're essentially a guy who was pissed off that Hebrew has become equivalent to oh, kanji, yeah. Japanese kanji neck tattoos. Um, basically just pranked the occult uh, community on Discord. Did like people get tattoos of these things? No, it, it basically came out to mm-hmm. like he, he he made these uh, ornate magic circles uh-huh. and, and put the, these Hebrew letters all over it that okay. spelled out the words tomato soup and I fear squirrels. Mm-hmm. And his the responses came out saying like, oh, I feel this great energy around oh. that. Blah, blah. And it's like <clears throat> just real, a lot, of, a lot of people just. I mean, it's valid, though, because tomato soup is dope and squirrels are scary. I feel like if you're a seed, squirrels <laughs> are scary, scary, but... Uh, have you ever that. seen, like, rabid squirrels, though? Fair, I have not. 
With that, moving on. What fringe belief was recently confirmed by science? A secret space program? Hollow Earth? Flat Earth? Or the existence of the Mongolian death worm? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Hollow Earth. Really? Final yeah. answer? Yeah. <gasps> I got one. Yes, a new study has shed light on the hollow earth, an extremely rare diamond that formed more than 400 miles under Earth's surface has revealed that the deep layer of our planet known as the mantle may be more saturated with water than previously known, mm. which is clearly uh, evidence of a thriving world beneath our feet. Cool. Yeah. Well we done. We should tunnel down in there. I'm assuming because you're such a fan of the show. Uh, I remember that, the stupid lady. No, I was going to say what? last week, last week's episode or the last, the last episode where we talked about the time traveler mm. and uh, what Jax and I talked about the time traveler. I might have missed that one. You may have. I'm <laughs> <laughs> For fans of the show, they know that a time traveler said we were going to dig too deep, too deep into the earth and we were going to enter a different world. And those oh. humans were going to come out. Those human aliens were going to come out and destroy the mole us. people. Is it the mole people or is this just like a different class of people? Completely different class of people. Okay. They're evil. One, they're absolutely evil, evil, but they're from an uh, inner planet called Asawa, I want to say. Oh, Asawa. <laughs> yeah. Sounds but, nice. Yeah, just, yeah I, I like the sound of it, but either. I predict if we do this, it would be a thriving tourism channel, so... I think so. I mean, like, yeah. you got more Earth to go to. I mean, Be, honestly, like, <laughs> realtors, realtors are probably foaming at the mouth for Airbnbs all Airbnbs and Asawa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. An American Airlines flight was recently interrupted by what disturbing incident? A, an attempted hijacking using a plastic spoon, passengers witnessing a large animal flying around in the clouds, the pilot confessing to a felony while in flight, or... A strange moaning and groaning over the PA. Ooh, a strange moaning and groaning over the PA, because I'm pretty sure I heard this one. Incorrect. What? Just okay. kidding. <laughs> that was awesome, though. If, if you haven't heard the audio, I think, I don't know if you have the audio, but it was weird. <laughs> I think you're describing this. <laughs> When people discover, like, remember when computers went over a network when you were at work and then there was like that telnet thing where you could send messages to other people's computers pretty easily and you could just make a pop up on their computer that would be like, shut the fuck up. And they'd have to like hit a button to make it go away. But you like could keep doing it and they didn't know where it was coming from. This feels like that in like somebody has obviously figured out how to just like get into the airport or like just public speakers because yeah. yeah, I've, I've seen this as like this happened in a grocery store too so it's like a thing now 
And people are just like ex- exploiting it to the delight of all of us, I might add. I, I mean, yes, I, there will be a, I mean, we're, we're edging toward a tipping yes. point. <laughs> uh, but so far, it sounds fun and great. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, there's there was a phenomenon in the early, I don't know, I, I want to say 80s, but it was probably mm. earlier than that, called phone freaking, mm. where essentially it's like a, a, a these uh, young anarchistic teens um figured out how to there there were these like codes on payphones mm. where they like they could like they could dial it in and they're like the master codes and they were able to like make free calls but they I did of that course, are you serious oh, they, I didn't know that's what it was called I used to use mm. the payphone at this like gas station and I would like speak for hours on that thing yeah phone freaking I didn't uh, know it had and, a name. yeah yeah, it's, it's a, it was an old tradition. You're part of a dead tradition now. It doesn't exist anymore, but there you go. Those were good Who knows? times. <laughs> find, a, find an old phone, see if it still works. <laughs> I don't remember the code, but it was like pretty cool because you could just like, you would basically like pick up the phone. My friend gave me the code. He told mm-hmm. me it would work and I was like, okay. And I like tried it. You basically like you pick up the phone, you would like wait for the dial tone. You'd type this like code in and then you would like, wait till you hear this like click sound and then you type a few more numbers and then you dial the number you're trying to call and it would work right. every time. It was great. That was the hacking of the day. I loved well, it. Well, you, you were, you were a, a vanguard. <laughs> oh man. I, I exploited the shit out of that thing. <laughs> well, well then I'm glad that at least someone, someone we have, we have, we're bringing those traditions yeah. into the show. I love that. Was good love times. That. Yes. Next question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> The U.S. National Intelligence Manager for Aviation, or NIMA, recently updated their logo to include what object? A hypersonic missile, a 1950s-era flying saucer, the Lockheed Martin SR-72, a.k.a. Dark Star from the movie Top Gun Maverick, or the Pentagon's experimental unmanned space plane, the X-37B? I actually know this one as well. It's the flying saucer. As the Creativity blog and many other websites are reporting, the new logo, which is increasingly looking like it might be real, shows several airborne craft, including what appears to be a UFO. Some say it's a hidden coded message, but the design is hardly subtle. There, hovering somewhere above the Galapagos Islands, is a clipart image of a classic flying saucer. They go on to say, a new seal on what appears to be the office's official website shows the shape of the northern part of the American continent being traversed by four aerial craft. One is clearly a regular airplane. There's some excited debate about what the other three are supposed to represent, but most mysterious of all the unexplained aerial phenomena hanging out on its own, in the bottom left of the scene is a cartoonish flying disc. And I'm sure by now everyone has seen this, and that's exactly what it looks like. It's, I feel like, yeah, in the cluster, in a nice <laughs> cluster in the center of the of the circular uh, emblem, are all these normal craft, and then uh, just kind of like as a second thought, <laughs> someone just bloop. It's a clearly UFO. not. It was not uh, approved. <laughs> well, here's the catch: is that so? So some people are saying that they're going on and saying one, it's it's fake, but it was on the official site. But Jason Calvino uh, posted, he's a a noted skeptic, let's say. Um, And so he posted, he said on on 
He posted on Twitter saying, like, people are getting way too excited about the ODNI NIMA seal with this UFO because they have no real understanding of government seals or how eccentric they are once you get below the department level. And then he posted four oh actual real? seals. Uh, yeah, he, that's what he says. These are absolutely real. Oh um, <laughs> there's the cocaine intelligence unit. <laughs> the razor blade. <laughs> Well, yeah, it features like the Grim Reaper who appears to be, I don't know what that is. Is he floating? He, there's a razor blade and he's holding like an hourglass and he, I guess, floating or on a, a, a wave like of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. There's, 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 yeah, like, like it looks like snow, snowflakes of cocaine. And a time across, bomb. Uh, no, that's not a time bomb. That's an hourglass. No, under him. There's like a circle with like a bomb on it. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there's a like a, an old timey bomb, bomb, black bomb with a fuse on it. <laughs> it's lit. lit. Yeah. Uh, so that's crazy. And then there's the domestic the cannabis eradication suppression program. <laughs> high. It's a dragon, a green dragon holding a marijuana leaf with its tail, and then it appears to be. Burning, burning the marijuana <laughs> and then getting high on the fumes. <laughs> That's a subgroup of the Drug Enforcement Administration. And then there's the, uh, I don't know this what this one. is, always out front. I don't get it's it. A, what is yeah, it? it's a sphinx with a key and a Light lightning bolt. bolt. That's for the conspiracy theorists out oh, there. That's weird. perfectly made for it's the, not the good conspiracy. Either. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. The Department of the Interior. Okay, this is weird. Office of an Insular Affairs just shows two little sailboats uh, sailing off. I mean, yeah. really, that just seems kind of pretty lame. Yeah, it looks um, like weak. Just, yeah, we re- compared to the other guys who were, I mean, it had a field day. Oh, there's more, too. He has some, the treasury. Regardless, I guess the point is, is that Calvito says this is par for course he, he seems yeah. to be saying par for course they, they, these these smaller sub administrations they, they they have fun with their seals while other folks in the ufo sphere believe this is uh, another nod to disclosure yeah and i will say since 2017 we have been getting more and more UFO. um messages yeah from the government that's affirming UFOs. Yeah. So Calvito may be on the on the losing end of this. He might be on the you know, like the old guard, mm-hmm. the guys who are saying, "Oh no, no, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing. It's all. It's all. We all we understand the world is exactly as it is. It is just this. It's this same static bullshit that we've always been talking about. He could be on the way out. His his form of thinking, you know, it could be on the way out. The government may have a little bit more information, saying, "Hey, just and, and just sprinkling it out there." <laughs> uh, it, 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 I mean, devil's advocate, I would say that it would be hard to suppress something that big. But then I guess I guess I, I, I'm, I, I waffle. I go back and forth because like, but has it been suppressed? Because since the get go, people have been saying it's a real phenomenon and we've ignored them because the on the other yeah. side, they said, ignore this, ignore this, ignore this. So I feel like if if they're admitting it kind of. It's because they know that it's going to be undeniable. Keep that thread. We should, I feel like that's a good thread <laughs> there. Um, and so with that, Tiwi, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you were, was that a push? You lost two and won two? I think I got three right. I oh, win. <laughs> you win. You won. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sadly, you're still behind <laughs> on the, uh, the, the on the count for against Jax. Jax is a, uh, the current champion. But I I will mark this though. This this goes. You're 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 now a contender. 
Excellent. You're now a contender. I feel like you should weight mine a little higher, though. Why? Because I'm here and he's not. <laughs> well, you he was there yeah, last week. <laughs> Pipe down. Uh, I see how it is. I see how it is. I'm an opportunist. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> I did something different here. The hard-boiled minds of the internet are offering up a delicious mean course of satanic panic with a foreign coup demi-glaze served sizzling hot in that paranoid style. There is no evidence of a conspiracy. There's a military plot to take over the government. You've been asking questions about things you know nothing about. Someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... Today it's oil, right? You're nine months from now, I don't think there'll be an electorate, let alone an election. There will be no questions. Devil watchers have spotted something suspicious coming out of the shoe factory recently. According to them, Reeboks has partnered up with the devil, or one of his earthly agents, to design footwear specifically fit for the legions of hell. This theory is just one of the recent panics put forth by the Facebook group Prophecy News. They posted a warning to their 650,000 plus followers saying, Reeboks new sneakers have the Baphomet goat feet. The rulers of the world show more and more openly and clearly who they worship. Make sure to open your eyes and don't be caught up in their rituals. And that's followed by a picture of the new sneakers um, being worn by a model. And you can clearly see that the shoes have a, uh, they're cleft in and the, right down ugly. the middle. They're not attractive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you know anything about your your farm animals, you mm -hmm. know that uh, many goats have clo yeah. uh, cloven hooves. Um, many, if not all. And uh, if you know anything about your religions, you know that Christians say the devil has cloven feet. Mm. So there you go. The shoes are the demonic offering of one Mason Margiela and are officially known as the classic Leather tabby decrete low. <laughs> I didn't know shoes had such crazy names, but mm. you know, I'm, I'm not part of. Yeah. I'm not in shoe culture. You know, I, I've worn the same shitty Nikes for two years, and people would say that's disgusting, and it probably mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. They're ugly. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like What's your final word on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Like they, the red ones give a little bit of a devil vibe. Sure. But, you know, that's only because it's like costumey and it's red. The picture is not flattering. I'll say the picture that they're showing is not flattering because they look like they're plastic. They look they, these are leather, but they look they look like just plastic. They look ugly. They just look yeah. really and they don't necessarily look like they're very comfortable because it's kind of in the middle of your foot. So then you have to assume it's like your daddy toe and the second toe are going in that like hoof. Because that can't be, like, just your daddy toe, right? I think it is just that. Oh, uh, no. Well, here's the thing. Let's let, let's move on because uh, I will reveal some, mm. some uh, cultural ignorance. Okay. The real key here is the word tabby. So in Japan, they have, and for centuries, they've had like, these socks or uh, footwear called mm -hmm. tabbies. And it's exactly that. It's a, it's a, a it's cleft in the toe. And it's been said that it actually gives that that design provides better balance for the feet and mobility huh. and has nothing to do with the devil um it's just you know and it's it's right there in the title tabby tabby okay. decrete decrete is uh 
Mason Marchiella's thing he does. He basically takes a, sh- a form, any mm-hmm. form of fashion, and then chops it down, deconstructs it to its most basic fundamental form, and then uh, he, he calls that a new thing. In the shoe here, aside from putting the cleft in that, which is his new thing, he basically just cut out all the shoe parts and left the fabric lining and some very basic, you know, structures to it. So it kind of looks like a sandal instead of a shoe, but whatever, you know, that's fashion for you, right? Sure. What I love, though, and I can agree with some of the the, the posts, the the responses (laughs) that follow this, um... I, I'm 100% on board with this, some of these. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, someone named Emily Muirhead said, are we in a satanic panic again? I have been <laughs> waiting for this moment for so long. All hail the drama. I think we and are. I, I think absolutely we are. Absolutely we are. Yeah. We absolutely are. That's essentially, that's, that is the, uh, I, I call the the kernel of any motivating conspiracy, a cult motif. Mm-hmm. And the cult motif of QAnon, which is by far the biggest conspiracy right now. It's, it's the King conspiracy. Yeah. It has a Luciferian cult motif, which yeah. is, you know, Satan is everywhere. It's the, it, it's a, the adrenochrome thing. It's, it's the democratic, you know, demon worshiping, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah. We're a hundred percent in a, in a, Everything. Era of, Dark yeah. Brandon, the whole like, Oh my God, there was red. Everything is very like, you're the devil. You're doing everything because of Lucifer. Yeah. Satan's everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And I'm kind of loving it. I mean, I, I, I don't hate exciting. it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Having lived through the first, well, I don't know if that was, that was definitely not the first, because I guess we can go back through human the history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but having lived through, let's just say the 80s, Satanic yeah. Panic, which was quite invigorating. And I remember being not, I wouldn't say I was like swept up in it, but I do remember believing like people would tell you there's like Satan worshipers that are like going to the creek at night and like, you know, sacrificing animals or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, is yeah. that really happening? Like, I believed it because I was a little kid. Yeah. I mean, there's so many stories that involve the amorphous or the ambiguous Satan cults, worshipers. The yeah. Satan worshipers. Or just like the, yeah, the, and anyone that, if you say, there's shorthand for it, like anyone who shows up in a robe, a black robe anywhere, Ooh, yeah. they're Satanists. Satanists, I mean, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, even here in, um, in this, in the Southwest, there's a, a stretch of road from Amboy to um, Joshua Tree, way out there in the, the Mojave Wilderness. And there's a, a legend, a, a urban legend, that if you're driving there at certain times of night, that cultists um, mm. have been known to set up uh, ambushes. So they will actually have someone on the side of the road hail you down, and mm. so you stop. And according to the legend, or people who have done this experience, they have experienced mm. this, um, they got out. And they went to help the person and then they started noticing that people from the shadows are walking in and they're in their, uh, their cloaks and like, they're like like coming toward them like ominously. And so they got back in their car and drove away. Yeah. I would never pull over the (laughs) for anyone, especially in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. No, like I would literally just, uh, maybe I would like slow down at the most, at the most and be like, can I help you from afar? <laughs> they'd have to say something really articulate and really clear. Like my car broke down, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, all right, I'll call, I'll call the police. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, bye. What if they said I'm being chased by a, a group of cultists? Please, please save me. I'm like, oh my like, God, sorry. that's so, yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, that sounds awful. Uh, you can ride on the back of my car from the exterior. And I will like, Hop on the top. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'll pull you maybe like a few miles. You can get off and I'll call the police. <laughs> Uh, well, you're not getting just, in my vehicle. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say that's kind of brutal, but also probably necessary. I so mean, that's I'm, like I'm, that's the best I can do <laughs> given the constraints. We do live in an era that's just you cannot, uh, you, you really just can't be kind. Hell no, there's no <laughs> kind, kindness no. will get you killed. It's yeah, it's not even just kindness. That's just like foolishness, right? How did they get in the middle of the no? Like in the middle because of the desert? Because they were there. I'm sure they were like captured Kidnapped. by the cultists, and then they escaped and they ran to the furthest road that they, the nearest road they could find, and they hailed you down. They're, oh my god, I just escaped, and you're like, uh, I'm sorry, you could be an axe murderer. Oh man, uh, you're making me feel bad. I think my plan <laughs> though is like. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll add some like handlebar. No, there's already kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, just hold on to the top of my just car. Add, just add a cage up there. And yeah. just, just, just call it like a rescue cage. Call it a rescue cage. <laughs> just say, hey, just ju- your window Get comes out half a, 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 a little crack. <laughs> Are you running away from cultists? Yes, yes, yes. Get into right, the in rescue, rescue cage. cage. <laughs> I'll we're, take you a few miles because that's yeah. the best I can do. Because what if they like are psycho and then they like try to do some kind of like animal thing where they crack my window and get in, you know? The cage prevents them from getting inside that's your car true. though because they're in yeah. the cage. And then you just lock it from the inside and then you become the kidnapper. Oh my gosh. Do we, need, <laughs> we have a shark tank. <laughs> get on this. I would say... Huh. This is something one, and you can't you can't even judge me for this. Uh, this is something that I think would be super fun to do. Um, just for just oh, you as mean a for social funds? Experiment. Oh yes. yeah, hell yeah. Except no, people might have guns, and where you live, uh, uh-uh. uh. This is true. But here's the thing: I think that most people don't have guns. Um, mm, that's gambling. Where we gotta is, go? It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you also can't kill people just for showing up in like cult or uh, robes. They can say they were scared. If you were wearing a robe, no. that's scary. In the middle of the desert, you're going to get no. shot. Not if you're like so far away. If you're not carrying a weapon, just wearing a robe and you're just standing in the perimeter of your light. No. That's not a threat to you. You can be afraid, but that's you have someone has to like rush you. If they run. This is the kind of thing that sounds fun, but with the the crazy that's out there right now with like the weird conspiracy fringe that exists and the gun nuts i don't know this is true uh i will say though uh yeah 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 they really take the joy out of everything because it's like you just can't do fun chaotic things anymore i i think you still can but you are 100 percent right you're taking a huge risk. Mm. That's why you'd have, if you did it, it would have to just be like a looming dread. It had, it would have to be an implied and, dread yeah. and not an actual, like, you know, like for ah, the record, yeah, far off topic, far off topic does not condone or suggest that anyone try this. <laughs> if you do, it's on you, pal. It's on you. It's on you. We, we completely disavow. This is, we're like just a, workshopping here. Yeah. We're just workshopping. <laughs> Yeah. With that, let's move on. Reports of a military coup in China spread across the interwebs recently, claiming that a top PLA general had taken control and that President Xi Jinping was under house arrest. None of this was true, though. Much of it was instantly debunked. But truth is dead and all hell broke loose on social media. 
So uh, I feel like recently, Tiwi, um, mm-hmm. this sounds very familiar because I feel like I, I got a lot of panicked messages saying, hey, is uh, are we going to nuclear or oh, are we yeah, going yeah. to war? They had that on the Putin- news today, though, by the way. Just FYI. Oh, did they? They really did. Yeah, it was like, I mean, granted, it's like my, what is it? The Let's lib- actually step back. Let's, let's okay. go ahead and step back okay. and explain to me. You, so you did send me, started sending me these panic messages. Explain what happened. Okay. Don't make me sound crazy, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can you know, do that for tangent, yourself. Tangent, that's true. I can do that really well for myself. <laughs> I just remember the other day that I, when I was working, this is a big tangent, that when I used to work long hours where I had literally nothing to do and I would just like surf the internet, mostly YouTube at the time. We're talking like 2007. I was deep into the conspiracy hole. And at that point in time, I remember seeing the 9-11 conspiracy about like detonations. And I do remember Uh, calling you and talking. Yeah. And I was like talking to you on the bus really loudly about it. And I remember people (laughs) looking at me like, what a fucking idiot. (laughs) But I was like, oh, it's so interesting. Anyway. okay. Well, that's the catch is that no matter the detractors, what the detractors say, that's why people get into these things is because they're super fucking interesting. They're, they're interesting. Fun. I mean, but I feel like you lose it at a certain point. You're like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like things you have to accept for it to like really believe it. Right. You have to essentially give yourself off ramps. You have to mm-hmm. have certain points where you're like, okay, that's interesting, but and you have to che- you have to check in with traditional reality and we'll call it legacy reality mm-hmm. um, every now and then as you start challenging legacy mm-hmm. reality because you're having a dialogue. That's what conspiracies are. They're these alternate points Thoughts. to yeah. legacy reality and you're like, oh, that's what? Um, I and never they, thought they, about they, that. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> if you want to keep, you have to constantly check, check in with, yeah. with, with the, the mainstream. Well, I think that honestly, again, tangential, but it does seem like, yeah, the, the core piece where people go like absolutely batshit conspiracy theorist is that they don't talk to other people who challenge it. They just go full full speed into it and just like read more and more and more in like this circular supportive confirmation bias world that just like builds it and builds it until they're like nobody can deny it and then you get to the point where people are like oh well if people are denying it it's because they're part of the conspiracy (laughs) like honestly i think it's a lot to do with it's very it's it's a, a form of parasocial relationships like they so they start identifying truth with certain people that that are interesting to them that are entertaining to them that are creating these novel narratives opposed to legacy reality that you know tickle their little mind mm-hmm. nuggets and they stop they just basically say okay this is my guy and they stop checking in with legacy reality or anyone else and they just they just run off and say this is my guy because it's a parasocial relationship they assume this this guy is the truth without yeah. you know and that, that's the thing is that there is no truth the, the, the reality is there is no truth you have to you have to dibble and dabble and you create this it's a, it's like a mean. It's the average of reality is the yeah. truth, and it's 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 not it's not a clean line. It is this muddled the allegory blotchy. of the cave. We just have to accept the things that it's like Occam's razor. Like simplest truth has to be the truth. 
but it, that's not very fun. Well, and that's the thing is that like, and that's where you get the materialists who get reductive. Even they that they, they just get reductive and reductive and reductive. They, they go toward the most simplest truth, where again, truth isn't simple. Truth is a giant blotchy line that yeah. goes through everything, and yeah, it's 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 confusing and it's complex, and that's where you get this diversity of you know points of view of you know this commentary on what reality is to give credit where credit is due we do drink the blood of babies when we're democrats so i feel like (laughs) you know it seems absurd but then you're like well you have to stay young that's (laughs) you know i don't want to die right i don't want to die as an old man we have secret factories where they bottle that up and you know, like granted, we're not getting like farm fresh. We're getting like the manufacturing. We can't. Stuff. We can't. We can't afford. Yeah, we can't afford yeah. the, the. But the you stri- know, stri- it's vein, true. Vein to mouth. Right. Blood. I can't afford that. What am I, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that. God. I um, wish. So back to this one though. I uh, <laughs> I actually we, uh, <laughs> we we lived up to the uh, the the show's title today. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I, so this isn't even conspiracy. I actually saw a news, a legitimate news article mm-hmm. that mentioned a legacy, legacy news. Shut up. Um, that said that Russia bought a large supply of, what is that? Iodine pills. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I was like, what? What the fuck? I honestly, cause I'm. I'm a dumbass. I don't know what the fuck. What am I? I was like, what does that mean? Like, okay, iodine pills. What's that? So then I was like, what are iodine pills for? And then it was like nuclear attack. And I was like, why would they buy? Hmm. And then I looked up Russia and iodine like as a thing independently, which did pull up another article. And that one was saying that uh, what's the guy from the Pentagon? Petraeus? Somebody was like saying Right. Uh, Former former general. Former general was saying like okay, yeah, they've been making some recent threats that they're imminently about to bomb nuclear, drop nuclear bombs on the Ukraine and we will fucking like, he didn't say fucking, but he was like we will annihilate them. Like they should know that. Which is like pretty like dick swingy, right? Like I don't know. And, and also, also kind of impotent because Petraeus isn't part of the establishment anymore. He, he's he's not. He's a former general. I mean, he he may talk right. to people, but he's out there. It's a message. He's a part of a message campaign. He's out there. Yeah. He he's know, just helping saying his shit, right? Yeah. So then I was like, okay. And then I was on TikTok, and people were like, "Get your iodine pills." And I was like, "Why? What? Wait, what?" And. <clears throat> Then, yeah, there's I yeah, there is like a lot now on TikTok about, you know, there's going to be nuclear war coming because Russia is supposedly about to bomb the Ukraine, which honestly, it sounds like and this is where I'm saying it was on the actual news today. They were saying, yes, Russia is showing signs that they are imminently about to bomb the Ukraine with nuclear weapons. So I think that original story about the iodine pills was actually an a legitimate thing. Here's the thing, though. So uh, we're talking about social media. Uh huh. Don't you think there's a, there's a uh, could very well be a problem with like propaganda on either side? So 
Case in point, I think a lot of the shit that I'm seeing out of Ukraine on the pro-Ukraine side about, oh, the Russians are running away and they're all dying. (laughs) I think maybe most of that's true. Like, you know, but I have to know, but we all know that that's in service of the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian state and the Ukrainian war effort. And we in the West are, we're getting polluted by that because that's all we're seeing. Is that the truth though? Is that the absolute truth? Are they actually losing that badly or Mm. is this part of a phase? Is it a, is it an actual organized retreat? You know, how good or bad are things going there? And I, I, I feel like, TikTok is a, now a weapon, or not even just TikTok. I think social media is a weapon, yeah. especially against the West. Not from the Russia side. I think it's on the Ukraine side where we're just getting propaganda about like, hoorah, um, the Ukraine's winning. And I will say, I, 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 I'm a, 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 a pro-Ukraine person. So again, that's why I'm targeted for these kinds of things because... It's what I want to believe, you know? Yeah. I would say I'm actually not a pro-Ukraine person as much as I'm an anti-Russia person. I actually, I don't know, I don't know shit about Ukraine. I mean, I think I had, uh, well, I did have some friends that lived in the Ukraine. They didn't have a good experience. So I feel like, uh, you know, Ukraine, they're people. They deserve, they deserve to live their Ukrainian it's a, it's lives. It's a cosmopolitan country. <laughs> okay. Yes, there are shitheads and there are good people. It's a, it's a mix. Yes, you can't, you, it, it, but at the same time, it's a democracy. And yes, they were But I'm not going to like buy a Ukrainian invaded. flag and fly it. I'm just saying like they have their rights. They deserve their, you know, independence and to do their thing without being attacked by Russia. That's, that's where I fall in this whole Yeah, I would agree. Thing. 100%. Um, but I'm not I like not, I have not added any like uh, <laughs> I don't blue have and yellow flag. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like hanging a flag. I'm not like singing their songs or anything like that. But like obviously, yeah, I think they they have the right to not be invaded by fucking Russia. Um, as far as social media, I mean, I don't I don't think I've been getting a lot of the like ura Ukrainian. Like, they're killing it over here or anything. I mean, I think all I'm seeing is literally anti-Russia stuff. I've seen, uh, I follow this one um, content creator on TikTok, who, by the way, is amazing. And uh, I should probably say his name, but I forgot it. Uh, But he's from (laughs) Seattle, which is pretty nice. But he was sharing, like, Russian propaganda that just came out that was, like, hilarious because it's about anti-Americanism and because, you know, there was a bunch of Russians that fled the country when they they enacted the draft. And it's basically about how in America, like, America sucks. And in this, like, video, (laughs) that's all in Russian, but it has, like, these people flying to America, these Russians that are flying away from Russia to America, and they're, like, disgusted because in America you can't eat meat because of vegans and uh like black people is super racist it was like black people are um superior to white people in america which is like fucking absurd (laughs) it's like okay russia um (laughs) and like we're super fucking racist too russia and uh what was the other probably, thing? Probably not nearly as much as Russia, though. I'm going to say. I mean, no, I, I'm sure Russia is like 1950s America, maybe. I don't I've, know. I've been there. It's, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, not it, it's not, it's not, it's not close. Like America, you have to give America a lot of credit. All right. Um, we are. I don't like to give America way, credit. 
I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you have to in this, in right. this situation. Well, okay, cultural relativism aside, but it also has a, what was it? The other thing, the other scare tactic was lesbian. <laughs> like, <laughs> there were lesbians on this plane, and the Russians are just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was great. It was good propaganda. I mean, I... It must work on someone. I don't know, but oh, it definitely works. I mean, I mean, you're hitting on a point of this. It's very conservative, very right wing, but it's it's also that uh, the horseshoe theory, horseshoe theory, um, that left and right are essentially uh, the same thing. Just a little, just a, there's a little split on the uh, in the middle. But if you if you if you if you pull it tight enough, eventually they're like the same. Because and I think. Ru- Russia knows that very, very, very well because they'll talk about anti-colonialism and like efforts to, you know, free these people from Western, the the West, because they don't consider some of themselves the West and the mm-hmm. North should they probably because they're yeah. on, you know, on the, in Asia. Yeah. They, they say these things about we need to, to, to save the world from the Western colonialism and so and so and so. And so. But at the same time, to another group of people that was saying, yeah, fear the black man, fear the lesbian. And in fact, uh, Putin was in a recent speech. He said, the West are moving toward open Satanism. Ooh, yeah, satanic Western, panic. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Western elites are teaching sexual deviation to children who change mm. their gender. We're fighting for historical Russia to protect our children and grandchildren from this experiment to change their souls. So he's essentially saying the same shit Matt Gates uh, says. Yeah, <laughs> we should just do, like, honestly, we should just do a mutual swap. Let's have, <laughs> like, the entire state of Florida, maybe, and, like, maybe Alabama and, like, not everyone. Like, people can stay. Like, you know, a fair swap. They go over there <laughs> so to Russia. <laughs> yeah. And we'll take the Russians that don't like their shit over here. And they can take yeah, Florida. We'll take, we'll take the Cosmopolitans and your, yeah. and your Russian left um, who, you know, Right. That's the, the those are the the worst leftists of the world because they're the ones that are the communists, evil Russian fucking mm. leftists. We'll take those. And, they can take uh, the south, and they can take this south. All of most of Texas, even though yeah, I, I saw some maps Texas. out there showing that no, you can't because but most mm. of Texas is turning purple. Purple um, is not blue though. I don't know. Whatever. That's a, <laughs> that's change. That's called progress. That's demographics. All right. I'll take it. Uh, as many as more Californians that move to Texas. But isn't it the shit Californians? It's like the Orange County Californians that are moving to Texas. Trust me, an Orange County an Orange <laughs> County Republican is not the same thing as a red state Texan. Oh, no, that's true. Uh, they're gonna show up there and say, uh, you know, like, like, wait a second, you don't you don't support <gasps> gay rights? Uh, no, we want to kill them. What the fuck? (laughs) I was on like when I flew recently to Idaho, I just remembered I was sitting behind two people who were on a work trip and it was kind of similar. It was an Orange County, like California transplant who had recently moved to Idaho and she was sitting next to her colleague who was a born and bred Idaho diehard Republican. And I was just Mm. listening to their conversation and you could tell you could tell that the born and bred Idaho Republican was like looking down at this like California Republican because it's like you can take the Republican out of California, but you cannot take that Southern California attitude out of that kit. You know what I mean? Like they have a vibe that's just it's a little more blue than they realize. And I don't know. 
one hundred percent. I I consider that the, the 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 cosmopolitan ethic is that when you're in these major cities, even if you might consider yourself right wing, you still actually appreciate and li- and benefit from liberal, liberal politics. policies. Yeah, yeah, and you take those for granted, honestly. So when you move to a place that's deep red and they start saying like crazy shit, and that's the other thing too. This is why I think that Republicans politics has become so much more interesting in this latter part of, of <laughs> our, our world or time um, is because they've embraced so many crazy ideas. Absolutely. Things that I thought I, ne- I, I, I would never have imagined that they would do not just QAnon, but like all kinds of weird shit, like the, the din- uh, Saudi or uh, the Iraqi dinar thing where they thought that Trump was going to somehow, oh, I guess, God. make the dinar like very profitable. The, all these scams and these ideas, they're just like they're just swirling through the Republican noosphere, I should say. They're, uh, it's just crazy and so much more interesting. We're on the left. They're moving more toward traditional right wing. I know that's policies. I don't I mean, like it. I will say there is, there is a left that is moving very, very far to the prog- progressive left. You know, um, they, though that's the woke group. Don't hate. Uh, it's not hate. It, Cause I think it's necessary because, uh, um, I think that we're humans all need moving, prog- we're all shifting though to the right. right. I, well, eh, sort of, we're always shifting toward the left. I would say we're always shifting toward the left. All right. Now. Absolutely. Cause that's progress. We're always progressing and progress is leftward in the, in the political dynamic dynamics that we have right now. We're always shifting to the left. Now, the reactionaries are always they're, they're the anchor. They're, they're they're holding us back. They're hold. They're dragging everything. And in our current era, where there's that in that teeter totter effect of leftward progress, right wing, um, you know, anchoring of tradition, we're getting more toward a, a right wing. But Ugh. at the same time. At the same time, and I think we'll probably in about 30 years, we'll, 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 we're going to be in this phase for about 30 years because that's probably how long this Supreme Great. Court will will be in power. <sighs> that's depressing. So my whole it's fucking just, rest of my life, that's trash. Well, it doesn't matter because like the rest of it is if, if America. <laughs> if when I'm America, 80? <laughs> if America Great. is even still a thing. Great. Um, America, 70. This when you're is 70. all about me, by the way, listeners. I, I just want to, you know. Clearly, but yeah, like in 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 that amount of time, eventually it's going to swing back to the left in a in massive progressive uh, uplift, and that's and honestly that will wipe out the Republicans. <laughs> they'll just they'll just ah. cease to exist. There will always be a right wing party because guess what? Even between you 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 identify as a leftist, I'm closer to the left than I am to toward the middle. Um, but I I'm willing to admit that there are certain things that I. I'm comfortable with that I know will eventually as the world progresses beyond me, I'll be like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, like, 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 I, like, I, I know. I, I know that like I actually we've my friends and I've been talking about that and how even we've had to like not that we don't like it. It's just more of like for us, it's about recognizing things and being like, OK, and like reevaluating things through like a new lens. But you have to like constantly do that because everything shifts it's like music it's honestly like most people stop listening to their music they stop they stop actively trying to find new music around like late mid late 20s 
and they just like, all right, this is the music I have and I'm going to move with this. This is the music I have and I'm just going to listen to this for the rest of my life. They stop trying and searching or listening to new music uh, as actively as they did when they were young. I know this was true for me to a certain extent, but then I, I also was aware of this phenomenon and I try <laughs> to actually like search new music out. But I also know that I have a limited scope because <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't give a shit for a yeah. lot of stuff that's out there. And I'm really like, even, do, even also, with, doesn't it just sound like shit you've already heard too? And you're like, uh, pass in some degrees and some degrees there's, uh, there's other stuff that's like, that's this new, I mean, like, like the whole world of hip hop. <laughs> yeah. You don't like hip hop. It's pretty much just alien to me. I wouldn't say I don't like it. There's this, there's tons of stuff I hear that I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I'm not going to like, add that to my playlist oh, I see. like a <laughs> you know, genre yeah. an entire genre yeah i can have a lot of regrets when i'm 70 and uh mm. start just fucking getting into a huge wu-tang phase then that's true you could yeah life is full of weird strange distractions and changes so i'm opening myself to that prospect but i'm gonna say most people don't and they they eventually calcify into their perspectives and that's natural that's a human thing i have and that also means that I'm eventually going to be an evil right winger oh, <laughs> who's like monogamous, monogamous uh, <laughs> marriage or relationships are necessary for families, oh, for Lord. family growth. We have to have monogamous relationships. We can't just have this like intermingling of, of families. Oh, my, no. my son now has seven children with seven different women. Good for him. And, <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. So that it. I'm I actually all about it. I think you should, the more the merrier. I'm very like. Until you realize that all his seven children become serial killers. No. Oh, well, that's on you then. I'm going to say, how was he raised? <laughs> he wasn't raised. None of these children were raised. The blood tree. It all comes oh, back to the blood tree. He had seven children with seven. He was never, he was an absentee father. He's having his own time. He was concentrating on his own self know, instead of the children. All right, go back to uh, Russia. What are we doing? We're going to the T's. Biden loves a good joke, but Dark Brandon thinks jokes are dumb and everyone is fake. And just for kicks, he says stuff like, the world is heading toward nuclear Armageddon at Democratic fundraisers because they're all squares and cool is boring. We'll explain everything when we discuss great news to end on at the end of the show. But if you've been treating cursed objects the same way I approach a rich and rewarding social life, then you're probably doing it wrong. Haunted things are the new Beanie Babies, and you can make a killing in the cursed market. We'll tell you how to get a cut of the action when we return after the break. As we all know, loneliness can be torture. Even though that sounds good, because it's torture, it's not. It's unproductive and pathetic. Meanwhile, pandemonium is filled to capacity with legions of pain-thirsty fiends who lie dormant without any souls to flay, crush, or boil. Why not remedy both issues? Cast out your loneliness under the commanding whip of a grateful tormentor. History calls them demons, but I call them Beelzebuddies. And now, I want to share their unique fiendship with you! <laughs> Fun little friends like Dunhamer the Murder Churl! <laughs> 
Uncle Murr is a beautiful example of his species. Murder turtles enjoy plunging their life-like appendages into everyone they love and hate. They don't discriminate, which makes them perfect little friends for cutters or other flagellants. Just remember to replenish your fluids after every encounter. <laughs> but maybe you're more of a big dog type. If so, you'll just fall in love with the Mighty Slorm! Birthed in the tumult of the third reconciliation by the last of the McKittrick supplicants, the Mighty Slorm is fond of fires, setting them, breathing them, and so on. Give it a home and let its fires banish the darkness of loneliness once and for all. But be warned, it must be fed a special diet of shoes and zools every 24 hours. Or you guessed it, fires! <laughs> Too much fire, you say? Well, then mayhaps you'd prefer the tickly prickle of the thigh chortle, Saint Catstabil. <laughs> Once a powerful Chaldean necromancer, Castabile has had a hard time finding his special niche here in Pandemonium. By giving this little ragamuffin a home, you'll be offering him a chance to find out who he is, what he likes, and how to rekindle his passion for imprisoning spirits of the living into his bestial homunculi. <laughs> Fun! And I won't ruin the surprise as to what a thigh chortle is. You probably wouldn't believe me if I told you anyway. Every order comes with an adoption registry card, detailed history of your special little miscreants, a pre-desecrated idol of your chosen dark emissary cast right here in one of the many fiery furnaces of hell, as well as a handwritten motive for conjuring your special spirit of fiendship. So be rid of the torments of loneliness by welcoming in your own very special tormentor. Order now! <laughs> BS buddies are invisible and may not manifest any reasonable displays that would indicate they actually exist. Once conjured, they may not be able to be unsummoned. Fiendship should not be mistaken for friendship. BS buddies may not like you. BS buddies may turn on you or dismiss you, leaving you alone once again. BS buddies may eat your pets. BS buddies should not be used as a replacement for human companionship. BL Industries takes no responsibility for the actions or lack thereof of BS buddies. It's usually taken for granted that you should avoid curses and the cursed. But in this pre-apocalyptic age, up is down and wrong is right. Nothing makes sense anymore, but nothing can still sell for millions. That's just another way of saying, what in the weird? Have you ever thought to yourself, I need to own something cursed. For some, that search is resolved with a simple round of self-appraisal where they realize that their life is and has always been cursed. But for many others, the thrill of damnation is a bit farther out of reach. Luckily, we are currently living through the sweet spot at the axis of late-stage capitalism and the pre-apocalypse, where everything is for sale, even evil itself. Which means we live in a world that includes a market for cursed objects. And so it goes that way back in March of this year, one man dubbed Dan 
was overcome with the desire to own a cursed painting. I'll let the AI bot that writes for equally cursed websites, Lad Bible, tell the rest of the tale. Dan Smith, not his real name, calls himself a collector of weird things and says he purchased the painting at a flea market from a woman who even warned him that the painting was bad news. Failing to heed her warning, he bought it anyway. And he may have been enticed by the listing's description, which reads, Beware! Cursed! Vintage painting! (laughs) Dolls art! Creepy eerie! Warning! 1967. Uh, So the picture in question is a still life of two dolls sitting next to each other. One appears to be a traditional uh, human type baby doll thing. And the other is of a Raggedy Ann type doll. The quality of the piece could be described as a journeyman level in its uh, craftsmanship. But others might simply just say it looks like trash. Hmm. Nonetheless, Uh, Dan came to regard his choice as an ultimately bad decision and claimed the painting has had a detrimental effect on his life. He said the picture of the two terrifying dolls originally reminded him of Rebirth, but now he believes it only represents the end of things. (laughs) Dramatic change. (laughs) (laughs) Same painting, different feelings. Yeah. And if you're wondering why exactly the painting is considered cursed, it's because the painting was mixed with cursed blood. Dan said, and in in the description, it it just comes out of nowhere. But Dan said, I don't know whose cursed blood was mixed in with the paint to create this piece, but its powers are strong. And he never actually goes into describe like what happened. He just says that the only difference in my life since everything grew so dark around me was buying that painting. And so he put it for sale. He he just said, said, here you go. Uh, You want it? And he posted it. He put it on eBay for a whopping $50. Pricey. You think so? You think that's pricey? Yeah. I have a picture, by the way. Uh, do you? I don't know if I should look at it. Um, what if the curse comes through the picture? You know what? I thought about that, too. I'm not looking. <laughs> <I> thought- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my little eyes safe. Thank you no, very you much. Can't, you can't be a little I'm baby. Looking. I'm not looking at this picture. <laughs> look at the picture. No. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm sending it to you on It's signal. like a Medusa situation. No, I'm not going to look. <laughs> if I've seen it, you have to see no, it. No, I don't want to. We can do a compare what? and track. <laughs> Look at the picture. No, I'm not going to look at it. (laughs) We'll see who uh, is affected by this. (laughs) You described it well, I believe. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You must have strong feelings about these cursed objects if you're not even willing to actually look at it. (laughs) I believe in curses. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I jokingly put a curse on someone once and then they were like. (laughs) And they died. (laughs) No, I put a dumb curse and then they were like. That shit actually like worked. And I was like, <laughs> okay, oh. you have to just, now, now you have to describe the curse. What did, what did you do? It was a dumb curse. It was an avocado curse. I was like, they, I they'll hate you. the taste of avocado. Okay. No, I was like, I curse you to have only brown avocados. <laughs> like when you open them. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I know it wasn't like serious, but she's like, all I've had is brown avocados. Can you take the curse away? And I was like, all right. And then she got her green avocados back. So I was like, okay. Does she not know how to buy avocados? See, that's the way the curse works. So like she does uh, know how to buy avocados. Okay. Well, all right. So so you think that there's there's actually some some meat to this, the of uh, the cursed. I believe in cursed curses. Objects. Oh yes. Oh yes. 
Obviously you do because you won't even look at the painting. I'm not looking at that thing. No way. I'm a superstitious. I'm a <laughs> so adherent. One of the one of the questions that many people had was, uh, why not just destroy it? Why are you selling it? And this may have some logic. And he said that setting the paint on fire could rid the world of the wickedness brought by the peace, or it could also unleash the evil. Uh, what do you Remember? What do you think about that? Okay, do you remember when I had that painting, the one I made? All right, this is good. This is why you're on the show. <laughs> do you remember so, that? No, I, that's why That's why I thought you'd be perfect for this. Of course okay. I remember that. So yeah. uh, go ahead and explain what, what, okay. the, what, what what's going so, on here. So when I was a teenager, as teenagers do in the 90s, I... And in Idaho. And in, and Idaho. in Idaho, there's nothing to fucking do. Um, yeah. My friend and I wanted to... To, uh, we wanted a Ouija board. Okay. So we wanted a Ouija board, but you know, I guess you could buy a Ouija board, but we did that just like didn't cross our mind. So <laughs> we were like, we want to make one. And so we actually went to the library and like read up on Ouija boards and like how to make a Ouija board, which we did find some information about like what you're supposed to do. And so we made a Ouija board on this. Like, do you recall what the hmm. processes are? Like, are, I, so I don't think I, about I, no, Yeah, I only remember a few of the things. I mean, most of it's like layout, obviously, like the yes, no, the letters and like there's a goodbye thing. And then the whole the books we found were like really fucking they were long like we didn't read the whole fucking book we were just like, for like the you're, basics you're teenagers really. and you could barely read I right mean, yeah, exactly we're dumb remember i'm dumb um yeah. so uh i do remember the we did actually do like two ritually ritual type things to make it like potent which was like oh. burning candle like a white candle wax and a yellow candle wax but i don't remember where um onto the board itself so there was like that. And then there was like oh. some sort of thing to do with the um, the like amulet thing that goes across the board. The, the planchette? The planchette. Yeah, that thing. We had there was something we had to do for that. But that was it. That was it. You know, and then we did it. And then I uh, will say that th that yeah. that that meager amount of ritual that you did is probably far and away more than Milton Bradley does when they <laughs> print their boards. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All Unless right, people so, okay. do that. I don't know. Um, and then we like used it and it was like scary as hell, of course, which, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's just your subconscious or whatever the fuck. Right. But like it scared us. We got really freaked out. And then um, I did. I told my mom. Cause we were like really scared. Like we were really scared by what it was right. saying. And like, it basically was saying, What's like it was telling the other girl to kill me. So that, you know, that freaked me out. And she, we started like crying. We were really upset. And I, my mom like came into my bedroom and it was like late at night. And she was like, what's going on in here? Like what are, and my mother as uh, people should know is very religious. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and Catholic. So she was like, oh God, like you've brought this demonic bullshit into my house. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so she got really upset. She was like pissed. Um, and then she took the, it was, the thing was on this like big board that I got from the eighth grade actually, which was like a playing card. It was like an art assignment where you had to paint like the other side of a playing card. And, uh, she took it. And she had my father burn it in the trash the following day, which is like the barrel. Yeah, these yeah. Like barrels where we burn Idaho trash. Idaho lets you yeah. burn your trash because they didn't have actual regular trash service. You just 
Yeah, and we lived in the county. So, yeah, so they burned the card. And that was like, the well, that was the end of it for me, I thought, right? And And the thing, let's also describe this, though. This is not like a small thing. This is actually (laughs) fairly, it's like, it's a giant board. (laughs) Two feet by uh, three feet. Like, it was huge. It was was big. It's a big board. It's thin, but it's like a big board. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And then my mom was, of course, mad at me. She was like talking about getting a priest. I don't know if she ever did. I don't think she did. But um, so that was sort of like, okay, that's done. (laughs) And then, I don't know, cut to, I don't know how far away in time this was, but I was like wanting to paint something. And I was, I had all this paint and I was like, oh, I want to paint. And I was looking for things to paint on. (laughs) And I had been painting like on my walls and like just painting whatever the fuck I could find, whatever. And I went. Like a maniac. You were a maniac. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my room was like, no joke. It was like chaos. So. Five (laughs) years old again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, uh. I went into my closet and there's like an upper part of the closet and I like went in there. I don't know, just to look for like things to paint on. I actually did also paint the closet just for context. <laughs> and because uh, it's there, you know, why yeah, not? right. And so then I, I found the card. I found the board and I was like, it did not have. OK, of note, it did not have the Ouija board on it. Like it was just the card at this point, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. Because you look, you 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 looked at it, you examined it from. Yeah, front I looked and back. at it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I have this board." And I didn't remember the fact that we had done the Ouija board on the other side of the like card. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, cool!" Um, so I grabbed it, turned it around, like I had done the other time, <laughs> and I painted the fucking weirdest painting really honestly describe it what was it was it, wasn't it like, a, like a figure like a, wasn't it was a me it was like a self-portrait but like evilly looking i don't know it was like dumb looking kind of but it was like me pulling down my eye like was it, it was, red and blue was yeah it, it was red and blue it was like very primary colored and like just very yeah it was like me pulling the, my eye down like so you could see the like gross red parts of the eye <laughs> We call that the conjunctiva. Yes, the conjunctiva. So you could see the conjunctiva of my eye. Uh, And I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Like, I loved it. And then I started getting, like, weird feelings for it. So after you painted it, what, you mounted it? You put it somewhere? What did you I do? hung it up. I So, okay, so then I had it in my room. I didn't, like, hang it up because it's a board. I like, But I, like, propped it up, you know. And I just, like, liked it, like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And... I do remember that I started having like weird experiences like in my room. So this was about the time when you said that I think you told me you had like kind of like ghostly experiences where yes. like, some something like Whispering. whispered in your ear. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. it was like like in my ear, like right up on my ear feel feel the breath I felt it and it was like (gasps) and I like woke up and I was scared and I started just feeling like I was being watched it was like a whole like I it was at night all the things were at night and I just remember being like scared and like freaked out about it yeah I don't know there was like a lot of like weird stuff happening and then I ended I remember like you know this is when I was in high school and then I started college 
and I brought it with me to the dorms. And I remember my roommate at the time was like, I hate that painting. Like, I don't know why, but like, it feels evil. That's what I was like, what? And I got weird about it, I guess. Like, she thought it was weird the way I reacted to her calling it like evil because I was like, like really offended (laughs) just like and I was like no and like she was just like what the fuck because I like loved the painting um I mean it was your work I mean it was my work but I I you're allowed you're allowed to I have other paintings and it wasn't that good and I don't know I don't have that kind (laughs) of like feeling for any of these but uh so it started feeling weird your your appreciation of your own work started beginning to feel like weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember I don't remember when I realized like, oh this was the Ouija board. How did that happen? (laughs) Okay, let's rewind here then. Okay. Well, how did you know it was the Ouija board though? I assume that on the other side was the Ouija board. No, I don't think so. I don't remember. Like, I just remember realizing, like, this is. Oh wait, how do I even have this? This was burned in the backyard. Like, I saw it burned in the backyard. Well, now you're you're forcing me to examine this. Um, what makes you think that 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 the Ouija the, that the painting was on top of the Ouija board? Like, what makes you think that? Just the sh- the, the the general shape. No, because it was the card like the card was like literally when I'm not going to say my friend's name, but we specifically used that thing because I remember us like trying to figure out how to put the Ouija board on it and we were going to try to do it on the card side. But then it was like the card was too fucking, I don't know, busy. Laminated? Yeah, oh, no, it wasn't busy. laminated. It was just like too busy looking. It was like white, but there's like card painting stuff. And we were gonna like, oh, well, maybe we could paint it white, but then we we're like, no, that's too much effort. So we just flipped it over and did it like on the back, and we like, it, this is what? wood, right? Isn't yeah, it's wood. wood. It's yeah. wood. Yeah. So like the card, you know, whatever. The card was still there. The card was always there. I should say. When you the say card, the card, what do you mean by the card? It's like a. It was an eighth grade art project where you like had to paint like a like a playing card, like a king or queen or whatever. Like you know how you had it was like a paired project where you're supposed to like paint your like side of a playing card. Uh huh. But it's yeah. huge, right? Yeah, it was giant. <laughs> okay. The facing surface was not good. Yeah. So you so turned we did it, it around. on the back. Okay. And then when you found the card again, it was just the card. It was it, it was blank. Well, the back was blank. Yeah, like the the Ouija board wasn't there. And you just, don't you don't have any recollection of getting two cards. No, I definitely did not have two cards. <laughs> like I only painted one card. Whatever happened to it? Well, that's a that's a good question. What did happen to it? Like, so you you felt you felt uneasy about it. Uh, you finally kind of woke up to the the presence, and you even concluded that it was the Ouija board. So, what did you do? I feel like you were there, but I know my mom took it, but I don't remember. I don't know what she did. So with it, it could still be around. It could still be. It could still yes. be out there. Ooh, it's gonna come back into my life. 
<laughs> I, I feel like it'll probably come back soon because we're talking about cursed objects and this, this probably it probably spoke to me and said let's talk about this so I can show up back in TB's life but I do um, remember like when it got taken away I was like objecting and crying <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe she didn't destroy it again. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I was pretty upset. So with that kind of what like personal experience with cursed objects, I, I think it's fair to say this thing was cursed. Was it? You, I mean, I don't feel like it was cursed. I still feel like maybe it's you just don't. Like, yeah, I feel like you. I feel like you just testified <laughs> to this thing was evil, and then you wanted it's it. like my other. Maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe I should have it. Maybe it's supposed they, to be. It's your me. Jungian shadow. Yeah. So you do believe that there are objects out oh, yeah. there. You can, that, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Do you think Dan actually had a cursed object without apparently know. seeing it? I mean, you maybe. should probably look at it. You should probably look at it. What if my eyes it. burn off? I don't know. I've watched it. I, I think I still have eyes. Mm. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna look at it. Hit, look at it. Look at it. Here we Ew. go. No, that's not <laughs> even that good. Right. It's 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 journeyman level. It's 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 like it's okay. All right. You know? I'm not gonna look closer though okay if you're the buyer if you're a collector of cursed things how do you know it's cursed how do you know something's cursed and not just looks fucked up yeah. <laughs> there's two that's two different things no, for one sure. one brings lament torture and pain and the other one's just cool to look at but it's you know it's mm-hmm. weird. They call it a conversation piece. The only thing that makes Dan's picture cursed is his story. Yeah. You know, and we we have no idea. One, Dan's not his, first, his real name. And we have nothing to go go other than other than that. There's no provenance. There's no sense of like, like, did is it? Are we sure that Dan didn't just paint this? Right. He tried to sell it at his art fair. <laughs> it didn't go. So he posted it on eBay and said, hey, cursed. And I have this huge story. Um, is anyone doing the research? You know, other than Dan saying he went through a dark period, like as a genre of art, which is, again, pretty ambiguous because what's cursed what's not cursed at least surrealism has a style cursed yeah. is not a style it is literally just a marketing scheme it's just yeah. it's, it's it's as real as nft at this point unless it is associated like if you pulled a painting out of a burnt down house all the family's dead and it's the only thing that survived eh, probably cursed sell that thing yeah for whatever it's worth, you know, whatever you can get for it. But if you're just some random guy with a good story, probably not cursed. It's probably just his painting. He didn't even say what happened to him. It's not even that good of a curse. And that's the yeah, that that that's very much the case. It's like I was like, wait, why uh what what about it was cursed? And he's like, mm-hmm, uh the dark everything grew dark around me after he bought it. So open the blinds, that, dude. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It's too general. <laughs> too general for me. Um, but hey, here's the thing. If you're still interested in, if we have not dissuaded you, and I would not want to dissuade anyone from buying cursed things. I, I, If anything, I want this market to become bigger than NFTs. I don't want to buy some cursed thing, though, by accident. 
Well, maybe I'll just like cleanse everything. You can uncurse things, guys. And that's that's a, yeah, that's the catch. Is that you know you can get rid of shit. It's not a one way street. Yeah, but why buy it then? Because it's money. This guy made a huge profit. He, he, I mean, I guess. He, he, he bought it at a flea market for a dollar. He was going to sell it for fifty. He he actually sold it for seventeen hundred dollars. That's why you do it. That's why you're like, okay, I got a good story, a good yarn. I bought this painting at the the thrift store a few weeks ago of this like weird lady's head. Maybe I'll say that one's cursed. Write a story. Put it on eBay. I wanted the frame, though. I guess if you learned anything, folks, the life <laughs> hack is uh, buy the cursed painting for the frame. Yeah. Lose the cursed op- cursed painting. Keep the frame. Exactly. 100%. It's great stuff. Uh, all right. With that, let's tie a ribbon on it. Dark Brandon read from his diary of terrible things at a Democratic fundraiser recently. And now everyone is wondering if the world is about to explode. Is DB just going through his emo phase? Or do we have something to actually worry about? We'll share our thoughts in Great News to End On coming up after the break. Now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. The Sheriff's Office is calling off the recovery effort at Devil's Hole to find the body of a suspect in last week's wave of valley-wide dog thefts. Though divers were never able to recover a body, the Sheriff's Office is confident the person described as a very tall, bald, pale-skinned man drowned after diving into the bottomless pool at Devil's Hole in an attempt to avoid deputies. There are no other suspects in the case. The Abraxas Arts Collective will be performing a stage production of Kenneth Anger's film Lucifer Rising at the Amargosa Opera House throughout the month of December. The production has been in the works for over a decade and hopes to expand on the themes of the original short film. Attendance is free for everyone upon reciting an oath of fealty to the group's sovereign, LLF. On Tuesday, there will be a meeting of the rightful elect held at the Church of the Elder Cathedral on the corner of East Wilson and Center Streets across from Trojan Park. Leaders will be discussing the process and economic impact of their exalted population manifold project. Residents are encouraged to visit and enjoy fresh food and beverages. The meeting is scheduled to start at 4 p.m. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin. Brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Barump. Dark Brandon may have just sent a message to the timekeeper of the Doomsday Clock. And the message is... Threat level midnight. And that means we have some great news to end on. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth. Judgment. Biden told Democratic donors that the world had arrived at a dangerous moment. He said, for the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, we have a direct threat to the use of a nuclear weapon. If, in fact, things continue down the path they are going. Biden continued, we've got a guy I know fairly well, speaking of Putin, He's not joking. 
when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons because his military is, you might say, significantly underperforming. And Biden seemed to underline the precariousness of such a situation by saying, I don't think there's any such thing as an ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. So this does kind of like uh, come back to what we were saying earlier in the show about uh, <laughs> Putin moving his shit around. Yeah. Um, and now Biden saying, hey, guess what? Expect yeah. the worst. Um, I would also say, I would add to this melange of doom mm-hmm. by saying that, by, by I guess by observing that leading up to the war in Ukraine, uh, the Biden administration was very good at telling people and keeping people keeping the public aware of what Russia was doing, mm-hmm. almost to a T. And they were right; they were absolutely right. They're saying, "Hey, guess what? The R- Russia is moving their guys up to the front. They're about to attack at this day, at this time, with this, with with, with at at these places." And they were right. And you have to wonder. Did Biden just kind of give away the game? Um, as you said earlier, people on TikTok, social media, mm-hmm. um, other people have said, yeah, it looked like, I mean, they're selling iodine everywhere, you know, uh, or okay. they're picking up. I was going to say, like, I kind of described whole, like the whole process of like why I was texting you about like iodine pills and everything, which by the way, I did order some. They will arrive oh. on Tuesday. Um <laughs> <clears throat> but uh I'm glad to see by the way that you're more conspiracy uh laden than even I am and I always thought like mm-hmm. I was the crazy person. No, like, I am it, the crazy it, one for yeah. sure. Um I'll own it. I I love it. Yeah. And it's always oddly paid off. I told you I bought masks like before COVID even existed. That was actually maybe that was just weird honestly. That was a weird thing. I don't even cuz actually there was no reason for me to buy a mask but Whatever. Anyway, premonition. Premonition. Can it, it was very odd. What, what, what do you call it? Uh, Claire. Claire sentient. Pre, Claire sentient. You were Claire. Yeah. Sentient. I don't know why. I bought a mask on January 2020. <laughs> All right. And it was before like the news was covering it, and then I got it. And we we can, we, we can stop the show right there. <laughs> like, uh, folks, buy your fucking iodine. Done. I'm just but saying. Anyway, like, explain. Explain yourself. Oh, so the reason why I don't think that the U.S. government would be like super forthcoming was because of something I've observed recently with COVID and I get it. Everyone's like COVID is over. Like they actually said fucking COVID is over. I think Biden said it. Yeah, he said it. He said it. But what's interesting. Which of course plays into Agenda 45 folks. Agenda 45 isn't over just because Trump's gone. Agenda 45 lives and Biden's part of it. Continue. All right. So what's interesting is what they did is they have these like they're changing the information that's getting output to like public, the public sphere. Right. So they're going to end the daily uh, case reports for covid, which I think that's starting next week. And they if you were to go to like my local county and you look at the daily case reports because it's still going right now. It says transmission is low. Like it literally says community transfer, it's low. But people don't realize, (laughs) I just learned about this. There is a second area where you find information that's for internal uh, 
government agencies that talks also about community transfer. And in fact, community transfer is high. In fact, we're like, like right in a, another wave, but they're tracking these two different things and outputting different information. So, and that's probably why I caught COVID. Everyone I actually know recently is catching COVID again and it's just spreading pretty bad right now. And, uh, for whatever reason, the messaging is that it's low and don't wear a mask. And I think maybe people are like, oh, it's fine. But actually, there was another report that just came out that like, in fact, vaccines don't do a lot in terms of like long COVID. So long COVID, every time you get COVID, it's just like it makes it worse. Like your overall trajectory is just bad. So basically, we're all going to be a bunch of like chronically ill sacks of shit or we're gonna get bombed by or maybe both i don't know and and that's the thing so so you're extrapolating from the fact that you are learning that the government lies to you yeah uh uh that maybe perhaps biden is pulling a fauci and they don't want people like they don't want people to panic but actually what so i a bunch of epidemiologists have also chimed in on this because they're angry about what's happening because this is like their work you know Right. And their take on it is that it's about money and that like they want the plebs to work. At the same time, I think we also lost the plot. We're talking about nuclear war here (laughs) and we're talking about uh, (laughs) we're talking about whether or not the the U.S. government is at this point because I should say worried. I would say worried. Are you do you think they're worried? I think they are. No, I think they are. Worried is there? They're absolutely worried. The question is, are they lying? And the answer oh, is lying. yes. Yes, they're lying. <laughs> yes, 100% yes. they're lying. Because get your iodine pills, guys. Get your iodine pills. I would say, at the very least, get your iodine pills. If not, and 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 the next level of that is start digging underneath your house <laughs> and as and creating a little hole there uh, to to live and start stockpiling tons and tons and tons of canned food. The immediate response to Biden's, uh, I think. Out fourth, just just forthright honesty uh, was uh, complete damage control, and they said that the president was speaking about concerns about Putin's threats to use nuclear weapons. We have not seen any reason to adjust our strategic nuclear posture, nor do we have indications that Russia is preparing to imminently use nuclear weapons. That's not true. Absolutely not. And I think everyone that can see the, what's going on is that Putin is at a certain point, if he starts losing more and more territory, if he has Ukraine, nothing to lose. Well, he has a lot to lose. Yeah, but I think he has everything to lose. But we kind of start seeing a uh, dovetailing of conspiracy theories that Putin is dying meshes very well with the idea that he's going to take the rest of the world with him. Uh, and that's the big fear is that he is a villainous egomaniac, but he has the power to move an entire nation. Trump wasn't able to do that because he was poisoned by the Kronomaki and uh, he blundered through his administration. He uh, like like a clown. Putin, on the other hand, is what Trump should have been. He is a egomaniac with the power to move this this machine, this nation, toward a, a perilous war. He was so blinded by the fact that his military wasn't up to the task 
but he still said, move on. And thinking that the will of himself would be enough to make victory happen. He just thought, just, I, I want it. I will, I will will it to happen. Unfortunately, the Ukrainians had a, a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So, so now Putin's faced with a cataclysmic ego destroying proposition, which is admit defeat or I don't know, just nuke everything and and level and, and clean out the playing <laughs> yeah. board. Essentially, it's it's the nation state version of tipping the entire game board over and just walking away. But it's also kind of like death by cop, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, no, it, it's all all of those things. It's it's yeah. all of those things. Is that it's admitting defeat without admitting defeat? Mm-hmm. And Putin is at that point now. I mean, there how I, again talking about propaganda. I have been reading tons of things about how people internally in Russia are considering uh, a regime regime change. Yeah. Um, but you juxtapose that with all the people who magically fall out of windows and you're thinking, okay, so Putin's aware of this and it, it must, it, it, it must also be kind of real. Putin must be very aware that there are people who are critical, yeah. of, uh, critical of his regime, but he's not that dumb to, you know, Ignore it. So he's throwing people out of windows. And so he has this very core group of radicals that they're they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's see where this is going. These these are are equivalent to his, his Giuliani's, his Sidney Powell's, his Lynn Woods, his, uh, his Flynn's. Um, those are who he's left with. And these guys are willing to actually burn in a nuclear Holocaust. If that's what it takes. And it's coming to that where where he's essentially so far up against the wall where the prospect of him. And I've actually wondered about this a lot for a while, why he doesn't just like rain holy hell on Kiev uh, to kill Zelensky. I think that's I just saw. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a lie. I don't know that they were planning. They've just started passing out the iodine pills in Kiev. And they probably yeah, that's the thing is that they, is that they understand that the the more ground they gain, the more they win and take territory, the worse it it, it becomes for them. And at this point, I think that everyone in Ukraine is very aware that they are essentially winning is suicide. Winning is suicide, and Putin doesn't care because I think he has less to lose, and he also. He he fantasizes that there's a world beyond uh, nuking Kiev, and he may not be essentially completely wrong. I think he's wrong that he's going to survive it. I think <laughs> Zelensky's a hundred percent correct when he says that if you start nuking, if if Zelensky dies in a nuclear flame, Putin will die. That's that's the that's just the way it is. Will Dark Brandon actually start fl- flinging nukes at Russia? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. I actually don't because they, he understands just like like we all do. That's the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> you don't win that scenario. Yeah. Um, so that, but there there will be some kind of conventional war with actual Russia. I don't see how any of this ends well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ending well. 
is not part of this scenario. That, that, that script is gone. You, you take the end well script and you just crumple it up and you write, you, you're, you're with, you're, all you're left with is the script that Hollywood didn't want. The, ugh, the downer script. Where does where like we all, Iran and China fall into any of this? They don't. Uh, <laughs> like they just they just don't. Um, you have to yeah. At this point in the game, there are bit players and there are main players, and Iran is not a main player in this. Hmm. If anything, they're the beneficiaries of all of this, uh, because they're not gonna get destroyed by nuclear weapons. Hmm. Russia, lots of Europe, lots of the U.S are going to be annihilated. Mm. But South America, Canada, Africa, China, all of them, India, mm. will, will all, they will, they will live to see the nuclear winter and suffer through that. We will all be in some kind of uh, atomized well, hell. If anything, it's, it's the, the POC redemption story that, that they deserve. I'm sorry. America. <laughs> Well, I think Australia. I think Australia will still survive too, so they'll be able to carry on right, the white go. privilege. <laughs> good, good on you. It's all resting on you, Australia. <laughs> I mean, they have their they 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 really do have a lot to uh, to shoulder. You know, like they're, they're the last white bastion. Yeah, so practicing. Uh, can I speak to your manager? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a racist. Just practice. I'm not a racist. I'm not but. a racist. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> but. <laughs> Just say that. That will be the, yeah, the, the first words that any uh, Australian will ever learn. <laughs> and with that, let's hear some of our parting words. Uh, but the worrisome thing is the percentage of people actually uh, willing to do what I would call evil things right. is increasing at an exponential rate at the moment and that's, that that is what i see and that's what depresses me for off topic is produced by myself jackson tiwi and edited by the command of the dark voices projected through the paintings bought on the cursed market you can contact us on facebook at far off topic show and far off topic on instagram twitter and pretty much all the other socials Except TikTok. Oh yeah, we don't. We have no presence on TikTok. What? What's that about? We need one. I'm on there all the time. <laughs> I will start a TikTok. Um, all Thank right. you. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff. Jacks at Captain Jacks four five eight. If you'd like to support the show, buy a cursed doll and mail it to Putin and see if that is enough to instigate nuclear war. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be.